Good evening. It is Saturday, October 9th, 6.21 p.m. I hope y'all are having a good week. I know I am. I just wanted to check in with y'all because it's coming up on the third year anniversary of the podcast. I know I have been posting podcasts more sporadically as I had a major schedule change and I'm going to stick to that schedule. Um, so I won't be doing these podcasts as regularly as I used to, um, just because I don't really have the time anymore, but I do hope to check in every now and then. Um, so yeah, I just got back from Japantown. I saw a really stupid movie. Come here, Lavinia. I saw a really stupid movie called Lamb. It was fucking dumb. I it, it's by A twenty it's like through that A twenty four production movie uh production company, which is just like the shittiest basically just throw a bunch of money at a movie and it's fully pretentious. Um it has zero cinematic value. They usually hide behind scenery. Like they shoot in these beautiful locations, but that doesn't mean that it gives the film cinematic value. It's basically about, like, this one is about a a childless couple in Iceland who find a a child that is half lamb, half human. It's really fucking dumb. And it's not cute. It's not charming. Um, They try to... I think the that whoever conceived this film and who wrote the script thought they were doing a bang-up job by having very little dialogue. Um, I think that they thought that was a substitute for actually a well-written script or good economy of the script. Um, They literally did not know what the fuck they were doing. There was no character development. And the little that they did say communicated almost nothing Um, I don't know, maybe it's a point of, you know, making the animals seem like they were more communicative or something than the humans. Was that the statement? Is that what we need to see? I don't know. I thought the animals did a better job um, than the humans. Um, But yeah, it really fetishized. Again, it fetishized whiteness, um, which seems to be a theme with a lot of A24 films and I'm not talking about just because it had a um all-white cast but just you know um con- uh, the context of place um and and the themes contained within anyway it sucks if you don't believe me go see it and then you can say yeah I really suck balls um so oh my gosh okay so I have this pitchfork head that I have on my wall generally, but then when I take photos, I take it off the wall. And Lavinia has been basically scraping her face up against it on purpose for fun. I'm like, stop doing that. She's got lots of fur to protect herself, but she likes kind of like massaging her her face with the tines of the pitchfork. And she won't let me put it back on the wall. So she's like purring and meowing and she wants to be petted 
while she's massaging the other side of her face with this like antique pitchfork. It's just, oh God, oh God. So yeah, there was that. Uh, so yeah, basically my new routine is I wake up at five every morning. Um, I was waking up at six, but apparently that wasn't early enough. I wasn't getting enough done. And so I'm up at five every morning. I'm in bed between 8.30 and 10 p.m. Um, I get up and I give myself about 45 minutes to get ready. Then I uh, go to the gym. I work out for a little over an hour. I come home. Um, I gather inspiration. I post it. I take photos. I try to get at least four posting photos done before 9 a.m. Uh, if it's a shipping day, I take care of any mending that I have to do. And then I ship. And I make myself lunch. Um, I go see a matinee. Um, I don't really drink anymore unless I'm out. And I hardly go out anymore. I can barely stand to be around people. It's... I've always kind of had bad social anxiety, but I don't even know if it's social anxiety anymore. I think it might be just social disdain, frankly. Um, I really miss my friends. I miss my old friends that moved away really bad. Um, it's hard for me to to meet new people, not because I'm incapable of meeting them, but I just the desire just isn't there. And yeah, I have even more friends moving away and they're the, like there's no middle ground in the city between, you know, rich and poor. There's no middle class and I'm not poor, definitely not poor, um, I'm manifesting wealth, um, but yeah, everything around me, just when I step outside, I have to really look for something beautiful, so I go to Japantown a lot, a lot more, sometimes I just automatically go there like on autopilot, and I spend a lot of time there by myself, because it's clean, I'm not going to risk stepping in human shit people throw away their trash they don't just like leave it blowing around um the junkie situation has totally escalated in my alley people are constantly white people like you know shitting their pants and then like leaving their shitty pants like in the alley and then like smoking heroin and like shooting up needles everywhere shit everywhere barf blood you know who knows what else you know just everywhere everywhere you just walk around in it and you know I'm blessed to be alive and healthy I'm just you know clinging to my routine as my refuge of sanity and safety um, so yeah it's kind of a lot but yeah 
I don't know if I can live every single year like this day in and day out. It's, it's actually kind of fucking with me. Um, I love getting up early. I love working out. Those aren't, those are good things. And I think if I didn't have that, I would just be starting to feel really miserable. Um, I have a lot of energy, which is good, but man, I just feel like the end of this year is harder than me on me than last year. Even it just, I just feel gutted a lot of the time, you know, just fucking gutted. have to remember we're blessed you know we're blessed everything's a blessing I could be out homeless outside homeless or something like that I mean it's very improbable that I would end up homeless but you know who knows who's to say And then, you know, the homeless people you see, they just, like, disappear one day. You don't see them anymore. Even, like, the really awful, like, even the awful ones, and they're not awful because they're homeless. They're awful, awful because maybe they're just not nice people in the, in the first place, you know? Um... I remember there's this one, oh my God, like when I first moved here um, in 2004 and was this, they were this black trans woman and they would come into the shop that I worked at on Valencia Street many moons ago and I hated that job so much. People were always going in and, like, trying to steal shit and, like, rob it and everything. It was just, I hated that place. Um, but anyway, my coworker, Ashley, and I called her Turban because she wore, a, like, either a scarf or a towel, like, in a very high turban. Um, she was very petite and she dressed fairly elegantly, I would say, for most homeless people. She always wore a long form-fitting skirt and then over that she'd wear a like a peplum blazer. So she cut quite a striking figure um, from far away. Um, then as she got closer, she had the most cloying smell it was not like body odor or poop or anything like that it was secret deodorant strong enough for a man made for a woman and now that I look back on it I realize all the the layers of irony um and gendering that are encased in that slogan but 
she would just cover herself in it to where her her skin was kind of chalky with it and I can't even if I can I'm very sensitive to smells but if I catch even a whiff of that secret deodorant I want to gag because it's just so when you once you've smelled too much of that smell it just there's no going back it just it makes me wretch um but she would come in and it, she wouldn't just try to steal things. She would terrorize the people that worked in the shop. And she'd also terrorize the customer. She'd get in their face. And she had this very serpentine um, manner of speech. Like, you're going to give this to me now. I demand it from you. And she would snatch things. There was a, a Chinese restaurant, like on the corner, um, kind of near the corner, uh, called Yum Yum House. It's, it's no longer there. But she would go into Yum Yum House and like she'd walk up to people and take their food off their table and like she'd make babies cry. She was just fucking scary and sinister. And ooh, she just gave me chills. She gave me chills. She, I probably had some kind of mental illness or something, but she was scary. She was really scary and very unpleasant. Um, and the last time I saw her, she was around for a long time. She started hanging out in the BART station. She started hanging out in 24th Street BART station near my house. She used to hang out on 16th Street, but now she was hanging out underground. And it was just awful being stuck down there with her sometimes. And, oh my God, I would go upstairs to like near where they keep the bikes to get away from her. And then I would, you know, go back down. And one time... She got on the same train as me, which I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have, you know, a hell ride to frickin' Powell Station or whatever. Because she would just terrorize people. She would sit down next to you and just, like, look at you with these, I don't know, kind of reptilian eyes. And she would, oh, she was she would just demand things from you or start taking things from you or she would try to take your purse. Like, she was evil. She was fucking evil. Um, and she would do... I would just try to, you know, as quick as I could, like, try to escape. But one time I just couldn't escape. And so I was like, oh, great. Here she is. She's coming, she's coming up again. And there were these two women who had gotten on the BART and she started, Turban started coming up to them when they sat down and she started doing the whole, you're going to give me your money and I'm going to sit here. And she started trying to sit on them and stuff and they pushed her off and they said, get the fuck away from me. They said, get the fuck away from me. And, the, and one of the women was like, you are not taking shit from me. Get out of here. Get out of here. 
and Turban ran away. I had never seen anybody stand up to Turban like that because she's terrifying. She's terrifying. I can't, unless you have seen or encountered Turban, you like, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. And I was just, you know, after Turban made her exit, I, I said, oh my God, thank you. And, and the ladies were like, no problem. And then they said, one of them said something that quickly turned my joy into sorrow because then they said, I don't know what he thinks he's doing. And trigger warning, there is some misgendering ahead. I don't know what he thinks he's doing, whatever that is. It's an it. That's not a woman. That's an abomination. And I realized in that moment that there, there, even though I didn't like Turban and Turban scared me, I knew that she was trying to survive, you know, and then those ladies kind of scared me. Because I realized that what fueled them turning Turban away was not, you know, like a strength of character or being a badass. Maybe that was in them, but it was hatred. Hatred for Turban's personhood. They hated that Turban dared to be a woman. And that made me feel sad. And I'll never forget that because that was actually the last time I saw Turban. And I haven't seen her again. Not say, hey, you know, I miss Turban or anything. But you know what? That's what happens to homeless people. Sometimes they just disappear. And even if you don't like them, And even if they're really scary, it's, it's kind of, it's creepy and freaky when they, they disappear like that. And, you know, even if you are like, you know, insignificant, you know, to the world or something like that, you still matter. You still matter. And people do remember you and notice you. So I I was thinking about Turban today. There's so many homeless people. There's so many people like it's SF has always been like this, but one of the things I noticed is a lot of people a lot more people out there are homeless than you think and a lot more people are close to homelessness than you think. If you ride the bus a lot, like I do, or just, like, get on BART a lot, as I do, there's just little things that are, like, little tells, little indicators. Um, Usually the shoes are are a giveaway. Um, Just incredibly, like, downtrodden, and then, like, creases and creases and creases of dirt. And then you start to see, like... I don't know. It's a certain type of 
it's a certain type of um, suntan that is not like someone getting a, a suntan on vacation. It's like because you've been outside all day, every day, day in and day out. Um, and then lots and lots and lots of bags shopping bags at first you're like oh someone just went shopping but then you realize that the bags are very old and they're falling apart and they're filled with weird shit and the bags smell and you like get 10 feet away from them and you realize they smell too and their hair looks shiny until you see that it's just total grease and they probably haven't washed it in months and everyone's just kind of falling apart and hanging by a thread And it's just, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that's all that's left here. Anyway, I'm not trying to be depressing or anything. It's just things that I notice. Just life. And I appreciate everyone who's listening and who's made it this far. I look forward to checking in with you. I hope I have something really positive to report next time. I do have a lot to be grateful for, and I'm grateful for you guys. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.